All right, hit record. Recording. All right. Hello. Hello. Episode 90 something. How are you? <laughs> uh, I've been getting into poker. I don't know if we talked about this yet. No, we haven't. I know you wanted to go to Atlantic City or something right after Laracon, but then your tummy got bad, so you went home. Yeah, I got sick at the end of Laracon. That was kind of brutal, actually. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I ate something bad. It was like nobody else has gotten sick, so I think it was just something. Uh, I don't know. Either I just got sick and I'm a special flower, or I ate something funky. I don't know. But I was not good for a couple of days there. It sucks when you get sick when you're in a hotel. That's like the worst. You just want to be home. Yeah, I agree. Well, anyway, I would... the 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 rooms at the Laracon, there was just like one weird ass. It was like when Harry met Sally, and that's it. <laughs> It was like one movie and no room service. And this was the worst fucking hotel ever. The weird-ass elevator algorithms. And everything is awful. Anyway, go on. <laughs> I can't, you can't even blame Laracon because that was actually my pick of hotel. It was I your pick. I, ju- I always pick what you pick. I just yeah. asked you beforehand which hotel you're going to. <laughs> I, just I, just picked the the, I just picked the cheapest one this time. I'm like, you know what? I'm going cheap. We're bringing the whole Userscape team in. Like, whatever. I can't, we can't all stay at the W. It's going to be like a $10,000 bill. So... Going to the row, New York. I actually didn't think it was as bad as everybody else thought. I mean, it was not good. Like, my bathroom door didn't shut. Like, it had been painted over so many times. Like, it was, <laughs> couldn't close the bathroom door. And, like, it was cleanly enough, but it was definitely worn significantly I, around I, the edges. I walk in. I'm used to, like, there's an entire uh, industry. What is it? Hospitality industry where people are taught to run, manage hotels and shit. There's this ogre behind the desk <laughs> <laughs> who's like, what do you want? I'm like, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I wanna, sure, you got it. Let's go. I mean, <laughs> if he didn't run a Brooklyn taxi shop before this, I'd be surprised. <laughs> and uh, so so the ogre let me upstairs. The algorithms for the elevator. This is a Times Square-ass Times Square hotel. Like, uh, this is Penn Station levels of humanity going through this hotel. <laughs> <clears throat> and the elevators are like, you press the floor you're on, and then a bank of elevators goes through this roulette wheel, and this is the... Elevator one that will open for you, and then it's tiny. That's why there's no room service because the elevators are so tiny, and there's such a flow of people going up because uh, there's so many people in Times Square. Room service will never get to your room, so they just cancel room service in this hotel. And uh, so you wait down there in the lobby for your elevator thing to open up for your floor, and by the time you it arrives, there's a sea of people for just that one pod they go in and i'm like i'm not fucking doing this so i'll wait for the next one and by the time the next one shows up there's you know, in the new flow the same number of people so you have to you know i never really had any trouble with that i, have to say. I every single time i use the elevator. they go up to your floor and the the lobby not the lobby the, the corridor where the rooms are <clears throat> is so narrow i had to do like a triple take to make sure it wasn't like a, a weird decoration or something <laughs> like you look left and it's like a, a human being can't fit through there but it turns out you could because you gotta because your room is down there so you walk through and it's the narrowest hole it it, it cannot they be were narrow. any yeah. code <laughs> whatever the code could yeah. have been. um i think i was sitting on sitting in the bathroom both my thighs touched both sides <laughs> of the walls of uh, of the bathroom it, it was and of course the tv was no tv it was just it played one movie it played when harry met sally and if you don't want to watch if you don't want to watch when harry met sally you watch previews of when harry met sally on the loop um 
I think you might be embellishing. You might be embellishing. I turned it on for 30 seconds. I saw previews of When Harry Met Sally, and there's no directory or switch channels or anything like that. So I turned it off and then watched Netflix on my computer. <laughs> um, and I never turned it on again. Oh, the walls are paper thin. That's what other people said. But I just say our room, we had a corner room, and I don't know if it was just the alignment or whatever, but I never heard anybody else. I heard people next, the suite next to mine speak. Like, normal yeah. tone of voice, <laughs> not yelling, just normally, what do you want for lunch today? Like, I could have joined the conversation, not being in the room <laughs> with them. Um, it's, it's the weirdest hotel. It's the weirdest hotel. And it's like, I'm sure they're making mint because they're like a Times Square hotel, and there's a yeah. billion people passing through. Um, whatever. I wasn't happy with it. I'm not like a travel, you know, international man of mystery or anything like that. I need the top notch level hotels, but like I've stayed at regular ass hotels that were miles ahead and they weren't New York City sort of flagship representative hotels or whatever this one was. Yeah, I think that's a one off hotel. I don't think it's even like a chain. I think it's like a one off thing. Um, we, we, get, we should say what it is because people are going to ask in the forums. Anyway. I already said, yeah, what it's Row, New York City. Yeah, Row, NYC. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, I can imagine worse hotels. I think I've stayed in worse hotels in New York. I have to say it was not good. Right. <laughs> but I didn't like leave with any mysterious bites. Um, or uh, no, I did get sick there. So kind of like, maybe I could blame well, the hotel. But Jamie was in the room with me, and she you didn't can't. Get sick. Bl- there's no room service so, unless you yeah. drank the water or a faucet. Like the person in there was uh, had some tummy issues before me. But I mean, even that. Like, what are you gonna do? That's what happens when you go out with the people. That's why you should never be out with the people. Yeah. I think the room was fine. It's just like the hotel as a service was weird. But the room was I, I kind of like the little like food court thing they had going on and stuff. I thought that was all right. I didn't see that. You didn't eat in the hotel at all? No. Oh, they had this like whole little food court thing. I had a couple of good meals there. Like it was like in, off the lobby. Anyway, th- this is like the new hotness in New York City is to do these little food courts where it's like a bunch of little like like six little things to eat like we, we ate in a different one that where we had that ramen and stuff that mm-hmm. night mm-hmm. Uh, that same type of thing the hotel had one of those where it's like there's pizza there's ramen there's tacos there's whatever burgers they're all kind of quasi foofy um what was the name of that hotel, the restaurant we went to we you know we would go in around and we um look for s- places to eat and you just kind of let your gut feeling judge where you want to go. So we stumbled on this, it's called 44 and a half. It's at, um, you know, between 44th and 45th on 10th Avenue. They have a patio thing in the back. Highly recommend, like out of everywhere we eat and ate, we eat it during those two <laughs> days. That place was amazing. We did see a mouse. We it did not, see a It was not a rat. It was a mouse. I've seen a, a New York City rat. When it joins the table, it fucking joins. This was a mouse. <laughs> um, it was 44 and a half. Great, great food there. Um, I would have liked to eat like a full meal. We were kind of like drinking and snacking and stuff, but uh, it would have been nice. I want to go out there and have, I mean, because the meals around us, look, people had like, you know, having full dinner and it yeah, they had totally incredible. Stuff, yeah. We went there with uh, the Uscape guys when you were sick afterwards for lunch. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, it was, it was closed because they only opened at five, but they have a sister restaurant next door for lunch. Same chefs, same waiters. So that was not bad. Interesting. Anyway, if you're ever in New York, not you, listeners, 44 and a half, uh, 10th Avenue, 44th and 45th. Well, it was great. They had a, a beautiful outdoor area, so we are outside, which yeah. in New York is always a premium. And it wasn't on the street outside. It's like yeah, behind, it behind the place. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it really good nice. place. Not expensive either. Yeah, no. So it seemed like it should be more expensive, yeah. but it wasn't. Anyway, um, you were no poker. Look how far I got back to that poker. Look at that. All this working out and being healthy. Your brain is functioning on a whole different <laughs> level now. You've, you've gotten rid of all the toxins. I, I put that on a stack and jumped right back to the right place. <laughs> poker. Let's go. So I'm loving poker. I'm loving it. Is this uh, like, I only know five card stud. Is that what people play? I've been playing Hold'em. Okay. Um but you know, it's like the same hands and whatnot, but you play with shared cards instead of just the ones in your hand. And uh oh my god, I know I've been loving it. And uh I'm dying to play. Like so it's so stupid in America. You can't play online unless you live in like New Jersey or um Nevada or Delaware. Is that how it works now? And it's not I mean, you play they have like iOS games, which I do a little bit of. It's just like, you know, okay. it's not real money. It's just whatever, fake money. You can't play with real money. I don't know how any of this works. It's not yeah, like you're you playing play against some money. server that's out in the Atlantic Ocean or something. I mean, you could definitely do that. Uh, so I thought about that. My problem with that is, so here's the thing. When you play with the fake money, the problem is nobody bets accurate. You know what I mean? Like people aren't really playing properly because it's not real money. So it's kind of harder to play in a more realistic manner. Right. Um, yeah, so you could easily, obviously I could use the VPN to show I'm from Denmark or whatever, right? And sign up and play. So I have considered that, but you need some kind of bank account and whatever. We have this business. I don't want to go to jail for playing like, <laughs> I played $100 in poker and now, uh, you know, whatever, I got some big bill or whatever. It's, uh, it's not worth it. So I've been trying to, yeah, I've done a couple trips. Um, well, I was in Vegas in the spring, so that was kind of like what kicked me off. And then been to Atlantic City once. So I'm going back to Atlantic City end of this month. I did try to sneak in uh, when we were at Laracon, after Laracon, but it didn't work out because I was sick. But anyway, I don't know. It's like so interesting because it's like all this strategy around it. And uh, it's you know, it's kind of like almost like chess, really. And so sort of this is against other, uh, this is not video poker. This is real people poker. Yeah, yeah, real people. So, Even when you're playing the fake online, it's real people. It's just that they're not playing right. accurately because it's not real money on the line. So like, you know, they're they're not acting rationally as much. Um, whereas obviously, you play against real people, then then there's real money. Then that. So let me ask back. you this: When I play video games, sometimes I think I'm good. And right. then I play a multiplayer game against real people, and they right. fucking destroy me. <laughs> um, so is poker the same way? I think it is the same way. Uh, I don't really think I'm that good yet. I'm okay. But I think there's also the whole different levels, right? There's like – so the smallest game at a casino – so online, the smallest game is like one cent, two cent, mm -hmm. which is like – Two cent is kind of like the base bet. So, I mean, whatever. With $100, you could play forever because it's just like one to two cent. Um, but – at the casino, the lowest is like $1, $2. Mm -hmm. And so there, I can kind of hold my own. That's like the lowest level. And, I, and I've and i been practicing, so I think it'll be – I'm interested to go back and see if I've improved um, against the kind of light competition. But then when you go up from there, you know, the pots will get a lot bigger um, and you have more real players – and, you know, so as you go up, it's a little not like a video game. And the video game, there's not really tiers like that. There's no, like, self-selection. And, like, somebody who's really good isn't going to spend a lot of time at the one-two table because mm -hmm. they could be making thousands of dollars at ten twenty instead of, you know, a $100 pot at one-two or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so, 
there's like that self-selection with most gaming multiplayer gaming setups like the, whatever everybody's just in this big group together and you just get blown away because you stink and you're up against the best guy in the world and that kind of thing so you don't really have that as much but uh but yes there are definitely like you could get yourself in trouble very easily thinking you're better than you are and totally get destroyed by uh someone who's better that that's kind of what's interesting too is we used you know back like I haven't gone to the casino before this little run here in like, I don't even know, 15 years or something, 10 years. And we used to go and just like, you know, blow a few hundred bucks and it was over in like a second and it sucked. And because it's just games a chance and you either win or you don't win. Mm -hmm. But with poker, there's all the strategy. So there's like a chance element in what cards you're dealt. But really, the whole game is about like how you bet and um, you have a lot of control over if you win or not. So uh so it's very interesting and you and it's just a it's like a nicer game to play at the casino because you're like you could you could play for the entire day on like not a lot of money whereas you know you go uh, to the roulette table or whatever and you blow all your money in mm-hmm. 15 minutes you're out of money so uh it, it's it's i don't know it's just been fun and it's like a, it's like a new hobby uh which like that's interesting i never been to a casino you never been to a casino well, oh, i mean the little uh, the little one in the cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've never been to a real casino. All right, we got to get you the casino. That's it. Is it so, worth uh, visiting as like a visit? No. I think so. Okay. Is I it- mean, it's cut. Well, there's a lot of stuff to do there. Like what we're doing last a month ago when we went, or two months ago, whatever it was down, I went with my brother and cousin and we saw Chris Rock. Right. So like we saw Chris Rock and then we gambled and went out to like a nice dinner or whatever. Next uh, end of this month, we're going to see Seinfeld, mm-hmm. and you know we'll have dinner and we'll gamble, whatever. So it's like a little mini mancation kind of thing. Right. Um, and, and you know the game is not like the basics are quick to learn. It's just like obviously becoming good at it. It's a long endeavor, but the basics are pretty easy. And like I taught um, on vacation, I, I'm like corrupting the youth here on vacation there was a bunch of kids with us and i taught uh, my oldest son and his good friend how to play so i mean they were like really into it and so we were playing with just you know um not for money <laughs> just with chips right. and uh it was uh, it was really fun so i don't know i don't really even have a point to this story other than <laughs> it's fun uh and we got to get Buta to a casino this is now a new a new mission i have but you could tell yeah you could tell it come we got to we got to teach you. We got to come up here. We we teach you the rules so that you can we can sit together and then. Well, I'm I'm, I'm I'm probably pick up the rules of some on Yahoo Poker or something. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I mean, there's tons of you can just play like whatever. There's tons of apps, right? We right. we play, um, but and that's good for like learning the rules, even though people are acting not entirely rationally. Not that people always act rationally with uh with real money either, but it's more obvious. Uh, online with the fake money mm-hmm. but it has been kind of interesting seeing this whole world of like game ios gaming too because like there is a game where like people can buy chips you know if you don't do well enough to just stay in the fake chips like you can buy chips and they're pretty pricey and it's mm-hmm. like these guys are probably doing all right the one i play is actually made by ea or whatever and uh so i'm like uh it's gambling they're still it's kind of funny because you can't gamble for real but you could pay ea you know, unlimited amounts of money if you want for this fake chip. <laughs> right. I mean, so what else you guys been up to? Oh, thermostat. Thermostat. Tell me about thermostat. Thermostat's good. We launched it, sort of soft launched it to like a chunk of the mailing list. Um, 
And there's still it's still just a small chunk of the mailing list, actually, like not even a quarter. Because I still want to do right now. Fidelber is working on like the last big chunk of it, which is the ability to email um, these surveys out for people, and that'll be the part that uh, I think will be pay for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so for right now, you can um, use a link, like link to surveys, or you can embed them in like an app or whatever, and it all has logic to like pop up when somebody needs to be surveyed and auto pop up in your SaaS app. Mm-hmm. So. I, you know, what's really interesting is that, so I've been using it with HelpSpot, like in the latest HelpSpot release, we embedded it in there and, uh, and use it for thermostat itself. And I already used it at Laracon Online earlier this year, like a super like prototype version. Um, but with HelpSpot, it's very interesting because when you have just this continuous like surveying of this via the embed, mm-hmm. it just is interesting to get this feedback kind of on a regular basis and, uh, one of the things it does is it, it sends you like a daily email. So if you had any activity the day before, then um, then the next morning you get an email with yesterday's activity. And that is just like super useful uh, just to like kind of get a sense of what's going on. And so now since it's new in HelpSpot, it's still just kind of be getting the baseline, but um, it'll be really nice over time to just see how things change and uh, and all that. So it's just a nice way to keep an eye on what's going on, which is hard with your apps because it's like, whatever, people are out there using it, but they're only talking to you when something's wrong mm-hmm. or you know they need to buy something or whatever. Like You don't have as many of these just, hey, how's it going opportunities as uh, as you'd like. So yeah, it's been super useful. And we have a couple other companies that have started using it. Nobody's using it super heavy yet, but we have some regular users now, so that's good. And it's free, um, but you can't just sign up for it. So it's still right now people are just signing up onto the wait list, and then I release a few here and there. But uh, once the emailing part is done, then I think we'll do kind of the big push. Um, also, I didn't really want to do a really big push either because I went away last week to this trip we kind of won and then next week i'm going away on our regular vacation to martha's vineyard so it's sort of uh like i'm just not really around um so i kind of wanted to wait till i was back around and things were things right. were steady you want a trip to maine well we were like uh it was like a non-profit auction thing and we like oh, okay. want it and we split it with another family so it was like a thousand bucks for this week-long vacation and uh it does like cabin up in the, uh, the lake in maine and it was like totally awesome i've never been on a trip like that actually and uh it was pretty nice where the internet barely worked so <laughs> could, couldn't get too much interneting in and uh just out on kayaks on the lake and that sounds lobster. good you got yeah. the the good blueberry adventure there got yeah, that's right. Got the blueberries. Uh, so yeah, it was great. And it was like pretty cheap, which was nice. So overall, pretty good. This week, Bootstrapped is sponsored by Linode. Um, if you're looking for virtual machine hosting, I uh, definitely got to check out Linode. They have eight data centers. Um, all the plan, the base plan starts at two gigabytes of RAM, and it goes up from there into very large servers. Really straightforward pricing, 10 bucks a month um, to start. And that's actually built hourly. So if you want to spin up a, a server just to play around with a side project and spin it back down, you're only going to pay uh, you know, for the fraction of, of time you used on that. Um, they recently switched uh, from Zen to KVM and have seen you know 300% performance increases uh, with 
the servers uh, we use at Userscape um, run on Linode, and we did that conversion, and it's amazing. We were able to actually lower uh, the size of many of our servers down to just the base two gigabyte server because they're just ridiculously fast now. So that's really been awesome. It's all uh, 40 gig uh, network. It's all modern Intel processors. It's all native SSD storage, 24-7, 365 support. Uh, seven-day money-back guarantee if you don't like it, which I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, again, I've been hosted there for, I don't even know how long, five years or more um, with about 10 servers. Andre uses it as well. Uh, so definitely, definitely highly recommend Linode. Um, and uh, they've actually given us a, an offer code, bootstrapped20. So if you use that code, you'll get 20 bucks off um, when you sign up for an account in Linode. So basically, uh, you can get your first two months for free. Uh, or even if you're only using it for partial months, it could be last you longer than that, obviously. So definitely check that out. Offer code bootstrapped20. And we'll have that in the show notes uh, as well as a link right to that. That that applies a discount for you. So go ahead and just check it out in the show notes. Click on it. Um, our big, big thanks to Linode for always being a huge supporter of the show. And uh, I really can't highly recommend them enough. We use them for uh, everything at Userscape. And uh, it's been been rock solid. So thanks a lot to Linode for sponsoring the show. Um, but yeah, so thermostats going like that's like I had all this stuff and before the summer started, and then it's like you know once you get into the summer, then just nothing, just it all just like grinds to halt. Because I'm like, so we have thermostat, we have new HubSpot website, which I've been like it's like been almost done for months, but not actually complete. So I've been like <clears throat> I've been working on that, trying to get that. Eric has done most of it. But there's a couple parts I wanted to do. So I've been working on that, trying to get that finished. Um, and actually we have Matt also working on that a bit, doing some screenshots and stuff. So hopefully get that out very soon in the next week or two. And uh, HelpSpot 5 is in process and something else is in Oh, the other thing we're doing is Laracon Online again. Um so last year we ran Laracon Online. We decided like three weeks before to run it. And so we just rushed around like crazy people and did it last March, I guess. Uh, but so I don't want to do that again, like in terms of timing, uh, like chaos wise. So trying to get that going, got a designer guy working on the website, get the website up. So is Laracon Online a, a userscape joint or is it like a tailor? Yeah. It's, you know, it's a combo. It's um, actually me, Laravel News, and uh, Taylor mm, with okay. Laravel that we uh, all run it together. And so it's an official uh, Laracon. It's the only official like online Laracon. And and it kind of designed to serve the whole rest of the world because there's like Laracon US and Laracon EU. But there's obviously Laravel users you know, all over the world. And a lot of them are in places where, you know, they're never going to be able to afford to go to, you know, any of the bigger US or EU events. So we try to keep the price uh, affordable and, um, you know, how the sponsors sort of make up the difference to, to make it sort of pay, pay for itself and be worth the amount of time and effort that it takes. And last year was 4,000 people. So in this year, we'd like to do quite a bit more. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a pretty big endeavor and streaming and dealing with the speakers. And we pay the speakers, which is really not that common in tech conferences. So having money for them, mm -hmm. uh, 
So there's like a lot to it. So anyway, those are like the four big things that are all like now converging simultaneously that have been stretching out over the summer where I haven't really been getting as much done as I would had hoped to. So uh, this got this next vacation. <laughs> you don't get that much done when you're on vacation. So next vacation and then got to uh, totally get into fall uh, hunkering down mode probably. Probably really in September. There's a bunch of help spot stuff I want to do. We're going to try doing a, this like um, there's some sales I want to do, which we haven't ever done much with sales. I have some sales I want to try. We have uh, like person to person or like discount. No, 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 like discount. Like, okay. Not just like hey, everybody in the world help spots ten percent off this week type of thing. More like a big area for us is like it's help spots used in one department and it goes to another department. Mm-hmm. In the same organization. So I wanted to try, we never try to sale that's like in like a marketing push around, hey, you know, this is a big thing people do. You probably have other departments that could utilize HelpSwat. You're already using it. Um, if you expand into another group, you know, whatever, it'll be 25% off or something, just like something to sweeten the pot of getting them moving on having that other group implement. Because a lot of times, too, like the other group's just on email and everybody knows they want to move, but it's like actually getting that done in the corporate environment is usually low priority. So, so I want to experiment with that. Uh, I want to experiment with one of the things we, a thing I set up a couple a month ago, a so ago, this is kind of funny is a, uh, so forever. I don't, know, I don't think we talked about this. Um, tell me if we talked about this help spot forever since the beginning has had a call back to our servers just, um, to tell it so that we could tell you if there's a new version mm-hmm. and it would display in the, in the app. And all it really sends us like your customer ID and the version, uh, number that you're on currently. And then we can say, okay, yeah, you, you're like eligible and here's a new version and then it displays up and then you can down, you know, in the past you could download it or whatever. So, and that's still true of <clears throat> the on-premise customers and the SaaS ones we just upgraded for them. Um, so I never actually like it's over 13 years almost or whatever it's been 12 years I've been meaning to track that data. Mm-hmm. Never never written the script to track that data. Like it was just like basically a flat text file <laughs> that just served out like the new version if it was appropriate and that's it. Uh, so so I built a little thing to track like, like the, I just have it like tracking that the version numbers to a CSV file. And so we have some interesting information in there now, which is basically customers who are still using HelpSpot who are out of support. Mm-hmm. So I want to try to like make a more personal effort to bring those people back into the fold um, and get them on like the new like subscription pricing or at least get their support renewed on the old style pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is we have a bunch of customers even who are supported who are still on like HelpSpot 1.5.5, which is like 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Or so like get some of those, just getting those people upgraded, um, you know, on their 10 year old versions. So there's like a, a lot of these little things for HelpSpot I have kind of in the works um, for probably the early fall. So that'll be fun to report back on some of that and see how that goes. Uh, but yeah, so, so much like, there's it, all these little things on my to-do list. It's like nuts. To do this never ends. Uh, see, that's why. So, when are you going to go back to working? What's uh, your? I, I'm looking for something to do. I'm still like 
don't not happy with small projects. Um, the the couple of things that are selling that are products are all still small. Uh, Scribbleton is still selling. I could do stuff for Scribbleton. It's not that big. Um, a bunch of iOS things are still selling. They barely need to be touched. So I don't have anything. Like a bunch of client projects, very tiny, that mm. I could be doing. But like they don't scratch that itch of me feeling like I'm doing stuff. Yeah. Um, and I need something like that. So I'm just looking through my list of uh, product ideas. It's like 10 years old already. And <laughs> So um, you're definitely not going to do consulting for a while, though. No, because I can't, like, for the rest of the year, probably not, because I can't uh, guarantee the hours, the stable hours, because the baby and everything. So, um, I mean, it looks like I could fit it in this week, but maybe next week there's doctor's appointments and kindergarten starts and whatever. So, um, it doesn't look like I'll be able to until I figure out what the schedule actually looks like with the baby growing up and Ethan going off to kindergarten. Um, and I don't know if I want to. I want right. to do a product that's big, yeah. but I also don't want to waste my time on a product that's big. <laughs> also, it turned out like, uh, no, I'll talk about this later. I'll talk about this now. Uh, but yeah, so I'm looking for something that's meaty um, to sink my teeth into, but I haven't found anything yet. So what's your top idea? I don't have any. I didn't look through the list yet. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm knocking out a second small iOS thing that'll be out. Uh, soon I guess and um, so I knocked out a small iOS app like a couple of weeks ago and there'll be another one coming out in a few weeks how, and then, how was that how was the fine. first one it's fine it's like a dollar a day in revenue or something it's not right. like I, I released it because it was literally like almost done right. and I just needed to knock something out uh, that was my own because I sat on consulting work for so long that I didn't do personal projects for a while um, what's the new one uh, not telling until it comes out. <clears throat> um, uh, and uh, so, so, but yeah, but I need something big and meaty, big and meaty, big and meaty. And uh, I'll figure something out. Um, yeah, I don't know. Looking for something I was actually entertaining the idea of joining a team to do something mm. uh, that's full time remote, but I don't want to go through that. Well, that's not going to work with your desired scheduling either. That's going to be a little Well, it might. I mean, it might because it's more like it's flexible than a single project's deadline. It's like, like you, had a, you had something like there was a specific offer or this just no, no, in no, general? No, no, no. I'm just in general because okay. everybody is so happy with their jobs at Laracon <laughs> and they're all working remote. That I'm a little bit envious of like working at a company that's like right. respectful of what you do for a living. Yeah. Uh, rather than treating you like a, you're the guy that writes the code. Right. Um, yeah. So I'm sort of at a, at a at a at a place where I have the luxury of taking the time to figure out what I want to do next, but I don't like the actual process of taking the time to figure out what to do next. Yeah. I want to do stuff. So I have nothing to talk about because <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing much of anything in terms of work. Well, you, well, are you going to have this uh, app out in the next couple of weeks? Yeah, I'm guessing. We'll have to talk about that next episode. Then that'll be that'll be good stuff for next episode. They're not entirely. They're things I release. They're not like yeah. it, it's not help. It's spot. not a big push. Yeah. yeah. I want to. Uh, uh, my next one, uh, the um, Apple might have done their event too. I want to. I want to. Uh, I'll get a new iPhone this year. I skipped last year, which is the first one I think I've ever skipped. 
Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Edge to edge. There'll be, be new APIs for you to do. That's the time you need to build iOS, app, iOS apps. When there's new APIs, a new phone, that's the time to build a new app. I don't actually want to build an iOS app. It's just that it's so much easier to build something that you could slap a price tag on. Yeah. Building well, all the that's why you, you need to build it, though, when they're going to be wanting to push stuff. That is like you're built something for the new phone with the new API. That's what they're going to want to push. I guess. Still not a business I want to run. I don't get satisfaction from building little apps and releasing them. Well, maybe it's not little. Make it big. By by my own mental definition, if it's an app for a mobile thing, it's little. I don't even play games on mobile apps. Just... Oh my goodness! You got to do something with games. That's what you. I want to do. make games. I want to play games. Did you conquer thinking... this super get kill yourself off in the desert game yet? The uh, battlegrounds. Yeah, I got six hundred hours in it. I'm still playing it every day. I got. Oh, you, I got you champion. Oh, I got because uh, I started playing a lot with friends and groups. Oh. Um, so I still have only one chicken dinner uh, solo, but I have six chicken dinners and groups. So, like, you play as a group when you play as a group, like you win together. Yeah, a chicken dinner is the reward. I take it when you win. It says when they win the chicken <laughs> dinner. That's how everybody refers. To <laughs> Who's in this group? Anybody I know in this group? Uh, Brady, who I played Overwatch with, he's a lar- a lot of uh, Laravel developers uh, from uh, uh, the West Coast. Okay. Um, and I, I got Fideloper to go into the PC gaming thing. He's building a gaming PC. I'm gonna play the game with Fideloper now. I know you've been working, you've been leaning on him, but I don't think he's actually bought it yet, has he? I don't know. He uh, hadn't last I checked, but I don't know uh, as of right now what the what the status is. He's good. I I've seen him play uh, Counter Strike. He's he's decent. I'm looking forward to playing um, Battlegrounds with him. It's a fantastic <laughs> game. I want to play this stupid game. I have to say, I might have to. Is that it's a Steam thing? Yeah. Yeah. I do have Steam and I do have a Windows machine now, so I can actually play games. Uh, go grab it. It's forty bucks. The 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 forty million players or something like that. Holy like, cow! And isn't it just like a one guy thing or no? I thought it was like a small team. Um, it was one guy in an outsourced dev shop in Korea or something like that. Wow! But uh, granted, he's been doing this style of game as mods for other games for years, so this is like his jam. Thing. Uh, but yeah, the game made something like a hundred million dollars. It's still in early access or something. Wow, um, that's the fun. thing it's with games. Game. It's like all or nothing, feast or famine. It's a fun game. Watching this dude called Grimm's stream it when I'm working out at the gym, um, and he's one of the few people who releases his subscriber numbers on mm. uh, on on Twitch. So just by subscriber, it's like uh, he's pulling like thirty two grand a month. Oh my just god! Just off of. Uh, but the guy is an animal. The guy. <laughs> uh, so, so to give you some context, I've been playing it for six hundred hours. If I get one kill in a game, that's like a good game. Not even if I win, <laughs> just like if I get one kill, and that's like landing in a parachute, landing somewhere far away from everybody else, getting lucky nobody's landing next to you, spending forty minutes looting for guns and shit, and vests and helmets, and making sure you're bulletproof before you go in. And then finding some guy and surprising him and killing him <laughs> and then dying immediately afterwards by somebody who is stalking you. That's like a good game. Sure. This dude lands in the middle of a compound <laughs> surrounded by 60 people. Nobody has guns. Kills one dude with fists. Finds a gun. Annihilates 16 other players <laughs> while yawning, barely looking at the monitor. He's 
I mean, watching this guy is like, yeah, I'll give you the free token that Amazon gives me, so you get five bucks off of me this month or whatever. Because Amazon does, did a brilliant thing for these people. It's like you used to have to pay five dollars as a subscriber, right. and then the Twitch streamer gets two fifty, and Twitch gets two fifty. But if you have Prime, Amazon gives you one subscription free a month, and like if you don't use it, it's wasted. So you might as well give this to this guy who's like essentially performing for you. 12 hours a day and like he's getting um, um, you know a way of making a living off of something he's really fucking good at is this the amazon coins thing or is that something else i don't know i don't even know like what you know the whole relationship between amazon and twitch is mm. because it's not like they're making any money giving you this free token for subscriptions every month but they do make money off of you from the prime thing so i guess and just, the ads on twitch you know you're there watching and whatever well, the, actually, the, the streamer chooses, I think, whether to show the ads. I haven't seen from the guys that make a lot of money. They don't. They don't stream. Um, really? Well, because the thirty seconds that the ad gives them whatever sure. t twenty cents, they'll make forty dollars worth of subscriptions in that thirty seconds. Yeah, no, I'm surprised they even have the option. But right. I guess, I guess, I guess it made sense before they were with Amazon. Since if you're paying to subscribe, they like now. Can somebody just watch this guy without a subscription? Yeah, or no, I do. Uh, I don't subscribe at all. It's just yeah. there's they put like little motivations. I mean, they are sponsors, so they have giveaways. So I guess if you're subscribed, they'll put you in the pool of you know yeah. you get a motherboard or a mouse pad or something. Uh, and they're making cash on that too. Absolutely, that's what I'm saying. It's like thirty-two yes. grand a month just off of subscriptions. Oh. Forget like sponsorships or everything else he gets off of that. You're crazy. It's like a whole underworld. You love millennials. See, last podcast you said you hate, oh, millennials. I hate millennials. You love millennials. I, I hate all of this. I fucking. I go to Target. <laughs> I, I go. To, You're watching two hours of Twitch a day. I have to do it because that's the only thing that's like entertains me. Uh, my workout, right? I know. Podcasts don't no. do it because there's still not enough sort of mental bandwidth there. My mind yeah. wanders and I work out less. So I need to have some video and Twitch. I'm I'm guessing because it runs off of Amazon servers is the only thing that like does good video off of those shitty gym Wi-Fi connections. Right. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh no, I fucking I went to Target. I go to Target and like the next aisle over in the toys section is like two six-year-olds. Welcome to our YouTube channel. Don't forget to hit the like button. Really? <laughs> I'm like fuck. Like this is. <laughs> Uh, the youth, the youth, being corrupted. My kid watches these Ryan's toy review videos. All oh, these toy review videos are ridiculous. Their their parents quit their jobs because yes. they're exploiting this six year old who doesn't have any option to say so, and they're making ten million dollars a year off of this. They just <laughs> had two babies, can't even fucking roll over yet. They're already dressing them up and putting them in front of strangers on the internet. Uh. <laughs> You gotta keep. You gotta have a supply of six-year-olds, man. Like that six-year-old ain't gonna be six forever. So you gotta have some new six-year-olds. He used to do these videos with his aunt or something, and then the aunt is like, "This six-year-old is holding me back." So she went over <laughs> on her own, and now she's like Princess T, and she's doing toy reviews videos oh. and <laughs> McDonald's and tar. It, this whole culture is like, like I know I'm participating in it by watching it, but at least this dude has skills. That right. he's doing something that that's that's his his jam, but like sure. these egg surprise opening Lego building Play-Doh <laughs> work, uh, it's just awful. It's just this culture is just awful, and this is like my old man yells at 
cloud thing. Downfall of society. So of course the millennials are taking selfies in the gym. Of, of course. course they are. That's that's nothing compared to the rest of this, really. All right, I got I got no product <laughs> news, so this is gonna be fucking Andre bitching at millennials show. We're gonna have to change the name. <laughs> Old man Butov yells at screen. I was born too early. I would totally be trying to make a career out of. It's not a career either. It's just it's a convenient situation where Amazon happens to give you something that you could give to somebody else to make them earn a living off of this thing. And once this sort of chain of delusion breaks because Amazon changes their minds, all of these people lose a way of making money. Then <laughs> they have 12 years of zero experience. And what are they going to do? I don't know, though. But, I mean, the Twitch, these people were making money on Twitch before Amazon bought them. I mean, Amazon only bought only, them, what, I like think 18 the top, months ago. Probably the top tier. Yeah. managed to convince you know by taking their tops off or whatever right um and before that they were on youtube but well, none of them are on youtube because now youtube is not favorable in terms of payments so hey um, pretty soon you're gonna be on there with your top off after all this working out you're gonna be on there top right. off playing your video games i'll be paying you five bucks to see you play games with your top off we're gonna give a new meaning to boot up after dark <laughs> i think it's the same meaning <laughs> <laughs> all right all right Let's what else it. we got oh that's it we're over that's we're it done? we're over wow we're done. next episode we'll be back for more you're gonna have product news next episode so that's gonna be exciting i'm gonna tell everybody about martha's vineyard that's gonna be exciting uh <laughs> we might have some thermostat stuff might have some help spot new website stuff I, I have a whole thing with new website where i'm going to be trying out some personalization stuff i didn't even get into that so we have to talk about that sounds all good kinds of stuff sounds all good right. see you next week have a good one. Thank you. All right, later.